Welcome to the Glee Man's Apprentice, a Wheel of Time podcast. I am your Glee Man, Twish Avery. And I am his apprentice, Mandy Cat. Cat has already read the first four books of the series, there are always potential spoilers up through the Shadow Rising. And after that, I'll be reading the rest of the books for the very first time with my Glee Man, Twitch. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Glee Man's Apprentice. I, of course, am your resident Glee Man, Twitch Avery. And I'm his apprentice, Mandy Cat. And today, we have three of the best parent chapters that we've gotten so far in the series. I thought you were going to save the entire series. No. Oh, man. No. There's a lot of good parent stuff in front of us. But... I feel like this; these are some of the best parent chapters that we've gotten so yeah, far. Yeah, for sure. Quite engaging, like the typical other characters' chapters. But. Yeah, yeah. No, they're fun. They're, and, and there's some good comedy in here, and there's a lot of uh, suspense and, and some good gruesome action. So, But before we jump into it, how was your weekend? It was good. Chris and I had our reception at long last. Saturday. And yeah, only what about nine months? Yeah, after nine your wedding. Later, we had a <laughs> reception. A beautiful, lovely day. Uh, couldn't ask for better weather. It was outside, so that was bonus. Lots of games. Um, our in-laws, my in-laws, I should say, gave us presents before so we could play more outdoor games because we asked, of course, for some outdoor presents so yeah can jam yeah one of my faves awesome tbh didn't get to play any games because i was doing the inside socializing in the oh, pavilion and I... just covered the outside i was like i am overwhelmed and then i swear i think i still need like a day of sleep to as an introvert to come back from all of that socializing. yeah i'm still just a little like oh my gosh no i get it no, no I, I i mean i'm I not the shakes I'm not an introvert, but I I get it. I get getting overwhelmed. It's um, but now I know what people say. They're like, "Oh yeah, it just flies by." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I fr-, like I'm a picture nut. I love having pictures, taking pictures." And I had like two yeah. on my phone. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh man!" Yeah, you just get too busy. You but get, it was good. Yeah, because everybody's there to see you. It's not right. like going to somebody else's reception. Yep. Where you're able to mingle, you know, and, and, and like and take pictures and have fun and not really have to, it, like you're you're kind of the reason people are there, right? Um, we felt bad that we weren't able to make it this weekend, but we were in Grand Forks celebrating uh, uh, Lincoln's birthday, and 
Um, but fun story, uh, Dylan and the kids went out Saturday night to Grand Forks. I had to stay because I had to work. And they were staying up until midnight because they were having a band at the bar. And we were doing, it was it was 9-11 this past Saturday. And we were doing a, um, a charity event to help raise money for a local firefighter who is fighting lung cancer right now. And so we've been raising money for the past couple of weeks. And, tonight, and, and Saturday night was like the culmination of, of you know, the, the donation mm-hmm. period to try and raise money to help him pay for his medical bills because hello we live in america and our first responders don't get covered well enough if they come down with something like lung cancer caused to fighting fires they have to have the community help pay their bills but at about 7 30 the restaurant is completely full and there is smoke pouring out of the vents from the ceiling and like we had we we, we had to shut the restaurant down what the we hell? had to kick everybody up because we had a fire what on a night that we're celebrating and, and raising money for a firefighter we have a fire in the ceiling of the restaurant and uh, we were able to open back up for drinks only. They didn't. They didn't want to turn the the grills and stoves back on for fear of you know causing oh. another fire. But uh, but we were able to open up for drinks only and have the band play and and it was fun and I made okay money. But but yeah, it was it was kind of crazy. The irony. Um, and then Sunday I was able to go out to Grand Forks and and be with my family. So, uh, but yeah, it was. Interesting, which, you know, I don't know if there's any fires. There aren't really any fires going on in this chapter, like literal fires, but... No, but we do get to see a cauldron after the fire. Yes, I'm not sure I wrote that detail, so you might have to Well, I'm sure we'll talk about it. So today we are covering chapters 40 to 42, Hunter of Trollocs, um, Among the Tuathuan, and A Missing Leaf, if I remember that correctly. Probably. And uh, and so I guess without any further ado, let's jump right into your cat notes. All right, so we're opening the scene, chapter forty. Perrin is in his family cemetery, just sitting amongst the apple trees. He thinks of the generations of Ibaras buried here over the last three hundred years, and of course the tragedy of fourteen being buried at once. Yep. With the recent attack. That's probably on his never family. happened before. And then he'll just distract himself. He's counting his arrows and realizing, oh, I need to get more from Bool Daltry and Emmons Field. He's the, really good at it. The Thatcher. He's so, even better than Tam. Well, it's his profession, so I hope he's better than Tam. But it's actually really sweet writing because it's this, it's, it's, he's processing his parents' death and then he has to distract himself to like basically self-soothe. And like there's a little bit of back toggling. Um, and it's just a sweet picture of him in the trees. Well, and this is the first time that we've gotten, at least, that he has been, he has had a chance to visit his, his family's grave, yeah. right? Yep. Um, and knowing that your family died while you were gone, and then actually seeing the, the mounds where they were buried. Yeah. It's got to be a different type of, of hit, right? So, sure. so yeah, no, so he, he definitely has to take time to process it. and. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and of course, think about like all the things he has to do because he's at the same time trying to keep himself busy so that he can, you know, get past those 
horrible. He sure is. And at the moment, he has lads in the trees doing yes. lookout, and Daniel Lewin runs to Perrin to announce the lady is coming this way, along with Lord Luke. Yes. <laughs> you skipped it, though. What? You know, he hears a rustle of leaves, and he asks, what do you want, Daniel? Mm. And there's a quick intake of breath, because the guys aren't quite used to him Smelling knowing who them. they are. Before readers, he sees them. Readers know parents smelling. Yeah, yeah. I but mean, yeah. Parent, parent has those wolfy abilities. But so. that would be the creep. I mean, to me, I'm like, man, watch yourself, because that's going to seem dark friendish. But yeah, we know why. They don't know why. That's all. They don't know why, but he's, he's, he's come in. He's taking control. He's protecting the, the Emmons Fielders. He's already rescued the Cawthons and the Luhans from the White Cloaks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they have faith in him at this point, I think. I think so. So, anywho, the lady is Lady Fayil, who slings over to say, everyone made it safely to Emmons Field, the Aiel, Loyal, Aes Sedai, and Warders included. No more hiding. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Aes Sedai and Warders are keeping, you know, they're going by different names. They're not Scholars. announcing that they're, an, yeah. you know, Aes Sedai and Warders, but... And apparently, they had. Did they have more of a shock to Loyal than the? I no, the Aiel were more of a shock. One or the other. I think they Loyal were both was shocks. a pretty big shock. Le- seeing an ogre. Yeah. Aiel are are things out of legend. They've heard about the Black Veil vale Aiel. Yeah. But they're still men and women, right? Yeah. And Ogier is a completely different creature who is as tall as a Trolloc, as wide as a Trolloc, and has very you know. Uh, vast differences than like human beings do you know so yeah a a different race of being is always going to be a little bit but but the aiel were pretty you know that that was a that was a shock as well andre the giant coming into town you know what i mean uh exactly exactly no it's so loyal has fayel share the news that alana vanished twice while perrin was gone yes and that's pretty much it. And Perrin really doesn't know what to make of it, other than he really doesn't know if he can trust either Aes Sedai. Well, I mean, Varen specifically said, I'm not sure how much you can trust Alana. And that's why he had asked Loyal right. to keep a, keep an eye on Alana. But he doesn't know how much he can trust Varen, despite right. the fact that, you know, they, they traveled together for quite a while uh, back in the Great Hunt. Um, and did you write down what he does trust? Uh, yeah, somewhere, I think. He trusts... It's later. Well, he says it right here, so I'll Is go it? ahead and say it, yeah. Okay. He trusts Fael, his axe, and his bow. And that's what he trusts. Yeah. And, of course, she smells satisfied. Yeah. So, she shares the Aiel maidens are scouting on their own around the lad's camp and really doubting parents' choice of local lads for guards. But Perrin is less than pleased that Lord Luke even knows about the Aiel, just whispering, Hey, I've been doing the math. Lord Luke has been at five of the farmhouses within a day of each one being burned yeah. down by Trollocs. And I agree, Perrin, that's suspicious. That's suspicious. And Fael's just like, grow up. But I, I disagree. She actually isn't. She kind of changes the subject. Um, I agree with Perrin, though. Well, that's I'm- super suspicious. Plus... Is he ever actually there to defend? I think he he's he's all never there show. when anything actually happens. Something suspicious. Yeah, he's I never there when anything actually happens. And she says she's like he's a fool. 
He's boastful. He's arrogant. He's an asshole. But he's not a dark friend. Fenrir's no. like, eh, all right, just, you haven't convinced me. So Fael changes subject, shares that Perrin is officially known as Perrin Goldeneye's Hunter of Trollocs. Basically, he's going to be the star of Legends. And he's like, who? I did want, I, I did want to highlight something real fast. Um, he does say when Fael and Luke show up, there's an odd smell. About Luke? About Luke. Gotta trust almost, the center. Almost of like, like almost an inhumane smell. Hmm. Like a non-human smell. Like there's there's something Maybe there's off some about the scent of more Luke. death in Luke. I oh, do you know. think? You, Not you... literally, but something like that. You okay. Know. Okay. I wonder what Matt smelled like back in the day. Yeah, we never really got any uh, mention from Perrin's perspectives nope. about the way Matt smelled. I'm sure he fucking reeked. I'm sure he did, and he reeked anyway. But <laughs> exactly, he probably was. Quite unwashed. So Fael is sharing that there are people Perrin has yet to meet and encouraged to flee already in the village because of the idea of safety and numbers just based on rumors yep. of his speeches. And it was enough to convince them to leave their farms for the village already. Yeah. So super impressive or very Taviran. It's a I, I, I mean, well, Yeah. A, a good leader, people will spread your word, right? Like... Like that's what good leaders are. They yeah. they they get, they convince enough people to follow them, and then those people will spread the word. That's that's you know the the flock of lamb from the Bible for Jesus. You know what I mean? Like like that's yeah. that's what happens. You you get enough people to believe in your cause, and they will spread the word for you, so you don't have to do the work. And it's also true that Perrin and the lads really have been slaughtering lazy Trollocs at night, as well yeah. as picking up more lads in this makeshift troop. And I think this might have been where he kind of cast memory to the first time the lads found a Trolloc camp. Yes. And slaughtered, and then they took a peek inside the cauldron. Yes. Yes. And, and he buried, and then he dug one grave. Because they couldn't they put couldn't the discern, pieces together. They couldn't discern who, who was there, but there were, there were people in the Trolloc yeah, Pot, you know? and the boys were vomiting because now they know the truth. Like, yes, yep. Trollocs do eat you. Yep. No. Okay, the duo heads over to the other lads who are being entertained by Lord Luke's tales of splendor in Emmons Field. Kenley Ahan shares Luke's suggestion that they return to Emmons Field for a hot bath, a bite to eat. And Will Alcien, you know, when Perrin's kind of putting up a ruffling his feathers, Will Alcien insists... We haven't smelled a Trolloc in days, which that's kind of funny. He emphasizes smell, so I wonder yeah. if he's catching on a Perrin's nose. Probably, probably. Um, and Perrin's just standing there resolute. Hey, there's more Trollocs to hunt until all farmers have heard the news of the exodus to Emmons Field for a safe place. Yep, we are hunting Trollocs. Not everyone has left their farms yet, and every band we find and kill means farms not burned and more people with a chance to reach safety. And it's pretty and much then, enough. It shames the lads. Yep, and well, and then he goes on to say, anyone who wants to go home can. Myself? I don't think the job is done yet, but it is your choice. So the lads stay put. Yeah. Because it was pretty effective. Yeah. Will all seen included. Um, at this point, Gaul approaches the camp, and he has news. Hey, I just spotted a line of Trollocs heading along the edge of the waterwood, 
and it seems like they're not in a hurry and I'm pretty sure they're just headed in a straight line like we can catch up to them and surprise we, we, them right we can get in front of them we yeah. can get in front of them but there's only about 30 yeah we, we can easily take them and Lord Luke, of course, refuses to join the lads, claiming responsibility to protect the people. Back in Emmonsfield, Emmonsfield's uh, defenses still need his attention. What if Charlotte's go there? And so yep. he just leaves. <laughs> yep, he and he he tries to get uh, Fael to go with him, and of course she's like, "No, I'm staying with Perrin." And yep. And so the lads break camp. Perrin plots to get ahead of the group, ambush them, and this is where I said Fael told. Perrin, why don't you trust Lord Luke? Um, but yeah, I trust you, my bow, my axe. Y'all so it was in there somewhere. Anyway, yeah. the old folks lead the way. Perrin is splitting up the lads into their groups. And um, once they get to the specific spot, he has Fail stay at one point. Then Perrin kind of spreads the lads around. So they're waiting, right? It's just in a copse of trees, basically. Yeah, and he puts himself right at the center. Yeah, right? and they wait. And they wait. And they wait. And he's and he's sitting there thinking, I'm going to be able to smell them because the breeze is, is, is the right direction, right? He's right. like, I'm going to be able to smell them coming to me uh, long before they get here. And Except an hour goes past, more than an hour. It's a random gust of wind from behind him. But before that happens, what he notices the birds and the squirrels stop chirping. Okay. And then he gets the gust. And it's a putrid scent coming from behind. Yeah. Instant ambush. The ambushers are ambushed, basically. So it's really bad. Perrin almost immediately takes an arrow to the side, um, but grabs his axe and just bloodies two Trollocs to death in retribution for his family. Little does he know. It was um, that dick pattern thing. Anyway, many screams and sooner than anticipated... um, Basically, they're all dying. <laughs> the boys are. Perrin rallies them until a murder all is upon him and about to slaughter Perrin yeah. after a slip in the mud. So it was a very, you know, just an innocent. He's, he was actually doing pretty good, but he slips in the mud. So I, I, I wanted to ask you a quick question about wow. this particular scene. He's, he knows that they came from behind, and he's thinking, like, the horses are behind us, and so is Fael. Yeah. And he screams out, Fail! Fail! And then the Murdral comes in. He's like, Fail! Your Fail was delicious. So I wanted to ask you, how smart are Murdral? Like, how. It's. it's... It seems like they're pretty fucking smart, right? I don't know if it's smart so much as opportunistics. I mean, you could okay. call that smart. Um, I think there's a different word I would pick, though. Like it's cunning, cunning, sly. Yeah, I'd okay. stick more into the those type of descriptions. The trickster type. They know exactly how to get under your skin, okay. and and it's the type. It, it is smart, yes, but I, I would be more specific. They just know he's worried about Fayil. Well, I'm gonna say this Fayil tasted good. Okay. What if Fayil was just like I don't know his hometown or his horse? Your whole hometown tasted good. Cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, they know how to use and abuse the mind, which is okay. pretty terrifying. It is. Oh. No, you're right. Okay, but don't worry. It's beheaded by none other than Ivan, Alana's warder. Yeah. Who actually saves the day with that. Um, and even says, Alana sent me to check on you, dear Perrin. I really picture him with the arrogant talk the whole time. 
he's worse than Lord Farquaad, um, Lord Luke, you know. So anyway, oh. Ivan tells Perrin, try calling your lads again and see who else can be saved. Um, these Unfortunately, these Trollocs aren't under this murder all. But it, yeah. what he did scared them enough, they spread out. Um, but they're still out and about. So this is where poor Paradog realizes there's 27 faces not present for roll call. Yep. Including Kinley, Kenley, Billy, and Tevin. It's pretty sad, isn't it? 27. 27. He out has 70. 70. He has yeah. 70. So that brings it down to 43. Yeah. And, and he started with 15. So he's been gaining, but then he just lost. And Almost damn close to half, like yeah. like over a third of his of his crew. And Will, Will Alcine gives a gruesome recount. That's Kenley's funny. head was in a tree, but his body was on the ground. Yeah. Oh, I guess his cold won't bother him now. Yeah, yeah. And he says <laughs> as he sniffs and wipes his nose. Yeah. So at this point, the wounded ride on horses. Ivan suggests you all put out your bows out just to deter Trollocs because they're pretty, again, lazy and might yeah. not attack if they think you're going to exactly. hit them like, again. E- any man who can hold a bow with an arrow knocked, even if you can't draw it, do so because at the very least, that's a pretense that'll keep the Trollocs without a murdral to drive them. The Trollocs will probably choose... To avoid them. Yeah. Sorry about these fucking flies. There's two, and I tried to get them earlier today. And and their couldn't. names are Ivan and Lord Luke. I don't like that you don't like Ivan. I like Ivan. Oh, it isn't a dislike. I just see him as arrogant. But ah, that, that's a warder. I mean, but but Lan is arrogant. Yeah. yeah okay. No, it's a okay, warder okay, 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 cool. Right on. Maybe um, the old ladies, their warder wasn't necessarily arrogant, but he was super old. Oh, jam. Yeah. You're talking about uh, the Vandaliuses? Yeah. Vandine and, De- and Adelius? Yeah, jam. So, anywho, to finish this up, Fael forces Paradog, just like the other Ender, to ride on her horse, and he does. And then he's, the whole time, he's just repeating the names of everyone who died as a means of self-deprecation. And wrap-up scene, Ivan suggests, let's sleep at a farm tonight, and conveniently they hear folks playing music, and so they have some relief and merriment yeah. of the merriment ahead, because that means safety, right? Well, I mean, yes, if somebody's, if somebody's playing music and there's some gleeful laughter, because one, one thing we did get from Ivan is that there were at least a hundred Trollocs. And oh, Gaul, so that was a lot more yeah, than that 30. Well, and yeah. Gaul had said there was only 30 coming. And Gaul, like, when Gaul came up, he he was limping slightly, and he was like, they yeah. did not come as we expected, right? Like, yeah, just matter of fact. Matter I mean, of he totally did, acknowledges and, it, but it's like, we're not going to spend time. And even Ivan, because Ivan could see that Perrin was going to start, like, beating up on himself for being a bad leader, and Ivan was like, sometimes, plant, some, you know, sometimes your enemy surprises you. Yep. Sometimes you 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 find out about their plan, so you set a plan, and you know what what's keeping them from finding out about your plan and setting a new plan. You know, yep. it's like it doesn't always go the way you want. And even even uh, uh, Fail is like. Anyways, and anyways, talk about that I'm, later. I'm I'm going yeah, forward. I'm I'm going, going too ahead. fast. I'm going too fast. Okay, okay. So. So it just flows into chapter 41 among the 2FM. Yep. Because where's the music coming from? None other than the 2FM. Well, it's like a, a camp of They're looking really for the songs. brightly colored wagons. Yeah, this is great. Brightly so colored. Gaul announces immediately, 
I'll sleep elsewhere. And then the maidens are sitting, trying to convince Fayil the same thing. Like, no, we don't go. But Fayil is just not understanding something about the lost ones. So they take off with Gaul. She doesn't understand the the test that the the Aiel feel towards the 12th one. And honestly, the Aiel don't understand why they detest the 12th one. They just know that they do. And they're not necessarily wrong when we know the history of it. Yeah. So Perrin overhears Chiad laughing to Bane about playing Maiden's Kiss later with Gaul, and that's it. Then they take off, and remember, he has good hearing, so he's just like, whatever, they'll have a good game. <laughs> yeah, because he, cause he never played. <laughs> no. And I don't think he ever had Matt explain to him what happened. No. So he has no idea what Maiden's Kiss is. No. So Perrin approaches the rainbow hernia of colorful wagons rainbow and clothed folks. The leader approaches and announces... You are welcome to our fires. Do you know the song? And Perrin recognizes who else but Madi Rain, the tinker leader from the Eye of the World, right? Book one. Yep. And that and Perrin even has a moment of, I am Taviran, aren't I? Yeah, he's like, so- what are the fucking chances? Like, what's the fucking chance that I would run into the same, uh, out of all the Tuathuan groups throughout the world, I would run into the same ones that I ran into... Three years, uh, one year ago. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. So lo and behold, Perrin Golden Eyes responds in kind, much to the shock of the lads. Your welcome warns my spirit, Rain, as your fires warm the flesh, but I do not know the song. So Fayol and lads are shocked to like, yeah. what? And he even has multicultural Ivan. competence? Even Ivan, even Ivan gives him a look of like, what the yeah. hell? And How this do you is, know this ritual? At last, Rain takes in Perrin's eyes and remembers, oh, we've met, and Isla calls Perrin by name yeah. and asks of Elias, whom Perrin shares he's not seen since their previous time together. And then, of course, Isla's just like, hey, Rain, Perrin's hurt, and so are the others. So Rain calls his people to tend yeah. to the wounded. Yeah. And when they see Perrin approach, the boys are much more open to being like, yeah, I need help. Yeah. Because well, Two Rivers doesn't like... The tinkers either, because they're thieves. Villagers. This is just... The reputation of the tinkers are similar to what we think of as to the term... Gypsy. Gypsy, right? Like, they're thieves and they'll steal your children. <laughs> and and that's, that's basically what... Please do. <laughs> You're about to have one. You want the two off one to just come in and steal them? I don't know. If they raise it well, why not? <laughs> okay, so Perrin immediately is like, Rain, there are Trollocs. And Rain's just like, yes, but we're not going to Emmonsfield with you. Wherever there are ten houses, there's trouble for the traveling people. And again, readers know. Yeah, yeah. Rand remembers that from his experience not, with Rudian. Not only do they not trust us and accuse us of stealing anything that they might lose. They also think that we're trying to convert their children to the way of the leaf. Um, but you you put 10, 10 different families together and there's always going to be violence. And and Rain does acknowledge also violence is everywhere right now. And, and Perrin has a sad moment. He's just like, you will find the song. It's a little melancholy. Yeah. He's just trying to be encouraging, but... No. I think he's also kind of doing this hopeless, like, oh man, you're going to die, dude. He doesn't understand their way of life, but he wants them to be able to live it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, he, he, he doesn't think they can, but he wants that for them. Okay, so Perrin gets special treatment by Isla herself after Ivan assists him 
into Rain and Isla's wagon, which is like a tiny house, right? With a little mattress. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And also colorful, which bothers parent. He's so mad about all the colors. Um, and this is where Ivan shares, like, hey, anyone can be surprised, even after Hawkwing. Which, interesting yeah. choice of words, sir. Well, um, and Perrin even has a moment. I was like, I'm not Arthur Hawkwing. He's like, God, I'm, I don't even want to be a general, let alone, like, the greatest general who's ever lived, right? And so Ivan comments to Isla, yep, the arrow Trollocs use are barbed. And this Isla has to admit, I don't have the skill to take that yeah. out safely. Um, but she shoes the men out and tells Rain, go fix the wagon wheel. And, and Rain has a moment of like, yeah, we've, we've been traveling a lot. He actually shares it if you want to read all the travels. I don't know if it'll be significant later. A good idea. We may want to move tomorrow. There has been hard traveling this last year. All the way to Kyrian, then back again to Gialdin, then up into Andor. Tomorrow, I think. Basically meaning tomorrow we're, we're going to head leaving. out. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if those cities... I like not, I didn't map it out with how Perrin's travels have been. but So they've been around. Uh, I don't believe Perrin has been to Kyrian. Okay. Um, but I mean, even Rand has, and that's I just meant the Tavirin. Like no, if they've been, Perrin was in Kyrian. What am I thinking? They were all at Lord uh, Barthain's Manor, <laughs> backing the Great Hunt. Was Perrin? Yeah, yeah, he was there as well. Smelling, um, smelling for Trollocs. Well, remember, he's the one that got them there because they had lost that that party had lost Hiran with Rand and Loyal. Uh, yeah, so Rand and Loyal and Hiran got yeah. into Kyrian, and then Perrin and Matt and Ingtar and that group. Yeah, no, it has been quite a while. But, but it's yeah. not it's not that important. I just thought we'd acknowledge they've been traveling a lot. And then Rain does his thing where he's like, oh, yeah, tomorrow's the day to leave. Okay. Yeah. So he leaves. And at this point, Fael assures Isla, there's some women in the village who will heal Paradog if he can make it to tomorrow. So without saying we have ice to die, she says we have ice to die. We, we did skip something. Um, when... Isla and I really just I really just want to highlight it because it kind of cracks me up when Isla first meets Fael she says you are a very pretty girl I have to say beware of Paranibara <laughs> I only see him in the presence of or in the company of very pretty girls of course talking about <laughs> the last time they met he was with Egwene uh, and funny. and Fael gives him just a flat look, just like yeah. an unreadable flat look. And if he would have just been like Fael, it was like we we had been separated yeah. from the other group. It, 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 it. Yeah, but also, but he doesn't Fael, have this great You stuff, don't right? know who this lady is or yeah. what she's talking about. Why should you believe her right away? Just it goes both ways. It's that it's that it's that comedy yeah. that he likes to throw in. That's not always. That I don't really, fi- I don't find the Fael part really, funny. Which yeah. is why I skipped it. But okay, okay. Yeah. Isla and Fael do their best with Perrin's wound, bandaging and securing it. Perrin's distracted throughout, just looking at the bright colors. Then finally, Isla says she and Rain will sleep under the wagon tonight, and just makes a sad comment. Perrin, to I think she's talking to Fael, but he could have found the way of the leaf. He was so gentle once, but yeah. Fael just defends him, just like the no. way of the leaf is not for everyone. Yeah, and Isla just. <sighs> Shakes her head, sadly, and says, it is for everyone, if only we would all. And do you know what? God damn it, I'm here for it. I am a hippie at heart. I don't believe in violence. I know there's violence in the world, but God damn it, if we could all disagree to be hippies, the world would be a better place. 
Probably yeah. not, but... And you're going to find out why that theory won't work in a few chapters, but okay. Yes, but we don't have Trollocs <laughs> in our world. I'm not going to list everything that just jumped to my mind. <laughs> Perrin and Fahil have a heart-to-heart. She's soothing him, saying, hey... My dad has a saying about the generals, and they can either worry about the living or weep for the dead, but yes. not both. Yes. And here, Aram just interrupts. He comes right in the wagon. Yeah. He's our pretty-faced, crabby grandson of Rain and Isla, who loved Egwene, and immediately is like, oh, you're the guy who runs with wolves. <laughs> Aram, you dick. He's like, I knew you were going to follow uh, Elias's way and not ours. And then Perrin shuts him up. And basically, he's like, like, just get out of here. Just go away. Queen is Aes Sedai now, and she's going to rip out your heart if you keep, you know, bothering if you, her. If you try to dance with her, she'll rip out your heart with one power. And Aram kind of makes a face and leaves. Like, he's a yeah. little like, oh, snap. Yeah. Because that probably is what he was looking for was a queen. Let's be honest. He could care less about parents. Exactly. He's, yeah. He's, he's a dick who likes the girls. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fayil offers parents some medicine power powder. Isla left him, and he's like, no, no more medicine. And then why don't you go ahead and read what Fael finally shares with everyone. So finally he says, Fael, who is your father? My father is Davram of House Bashir, Lord of Bashir, Tyr. Okay, Tyr. I, I, I've been listening to the audiobooks. It's T-Y-R as opposed to T-E-A-R. I know a lot of people oh, pronounce I, that as Tyr. And I'd say that's Tyre. Tyre? Yeah. Okay, let's call it Tyre. Perfect. Okay. Lord of Bashir, Tyre, and Sedona. Guardian of the Blight Border, Defender of the Heartland, Marshal General to Queen Tenobia of Saldea, and her uncle. Hmm. What? Actually, he says, Light? What was all that about him being a a wood merchant and a fur dealer? I seem to remember him dealing in ice peppers once, too. It was not the lie. It was just not the whole truth. So, Talking about how her estate, you know. Her dad really isn't Kadir. It's just some rich guy that is cousin or uncle of the queen. But whatever. did you honestly think that her dad was Kadir for a while? Could have been. No? I don't okay. know. Their faces were described literally the same, but that just must be all Saldean's look. I, I think that's a Saldean. And so yes. she kind of gives us her story that I summarized as she got bored of being the eldest child who has to do oldest child duties after her older brother died. Two. Um. And it was totally sexist stuff around girl duties. Um, yeah. And, and because what, I don't know. Basically, the way she learned to fight was one of her older, her father's old soldiers did teach her good knife work because he thought it was amusing. He, he so, so this guy. It's like uh, Arya um, Stark. So Davin Bashir basically like, you know, gave this guy the duty to basically be her ward. Right? Yeah. And, I mean, he's an old soldier, so he decided to, to teach Aaron. her... Yeah. Yeah, how to teach, uh, teach her how to use her knives and, and, and fight hand-to-hand. And he thought it was fun. You know, he, he was amused by it. Yeah. And an old soldier whose job is basically is like a wet nurse, you know, eventually. Yeah, essentially. Insulting. So anyway, because she realizes her life is now just going to be bookkeeping and whatever, she takes the chance her father leaves for a weekend... With one of her brothers, and she runs away yep. and takes the oath of his hunter. That's how she did it. She, she wrote, just ran away from home. Yep, she wrote a note to her mother and then left. And 
I, I mean, that I, I guess we could comment more on that, but to me, it's like, is it that... I mean, we knew there was a mystery about... I'm not even as upset as Perrin. I'm just like, whatever. We knew I mean, something it, was going to come up. Perrin. It was a selfish move on her part. But... Um, you know, and but we've also I I don't think that it's unfair to say that what we know about Fael, it's not a surprise that she's yeah a selfish brat. Yeah, probably came I for money. Like it, that's it, maybe it's why not, not it's not a surprise that she came for money. She's a no. selfish brat who's used and to getting her way. If I'm to be totally honest, we knew it as soon as we knew her first name was Zareen, and her parents expected her to be like a beauty waited upon by others. That indicated wealth. Yes, and I want to make something very clear right here. I am not a Fael hater. There are a lot of Fael haters in the Wheel of Time community. I am not one of them. I actually really enjoy her journey, even up to this point. Because mm. actually, these three chapters, I think she grows more than she has yeah. in, in the previous books. So Yeah, I find her annoying, but I also find Edwin annoying, and I think I've compared the two. Yeah. In terms of their immaturity and stuff. They're about the same age, and I know you hate yeah. hate it when I throw in the age card. Yeah, ageism doesn't work. They're about they're 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 young girls in a very in, in a so world is Elaine. Do you know what? In a world that doesn't have the internet or social media or quick ways to learn better. You're, yeah. you're, you're basically... Well, then I should be defending Perrin more because I feel like you rip on him. And it's like, same thing. He doesn't know how to act around girls or how to communicate. So, there you I... go. Quit being so ageist with Perrin. <laughs> okay. So, anyway, Perrin's upset. Why'd you hide so much from me? <laughs> and, and, and how could you like a blacksmith? And she sweetly corrects him. The word is love. Yeah. And, and it scene keeps flowing. She asks about his link to the Tinkers and this Elias dude. And then Perrin at long last reveals his secret to her. Yeah, and, she, and he tells her everything. He tells her everything. He tells her uh, about being able to smell and hear and see like a wolf. He tells her about the wolf dream. Like, he tells her everything. Yeah. And she just takes it. Actually, I don't think he tells her about the wolf dream. She takes it in stride saying... Well, mother always wanted me to marry some prince who could split a trollop in two, so I think your axe will suffice. Yeah. Well, can we just call you king of the wolves? Yes. And she doesn't, she's not, I think she's hardly mocking him. I think she's sincerely just like, we can make it work. Yeah, yeah. And zero issue dating a half-wolf blacksmith. She well, and she's straight I just want to say, that's what healthy, honest communication buys you, parent. Yes, yes. And she also says, my father has always said that our line has been getting weaker. Mm. You would make our line stronger. So he'll approve of you. And And I'm thinking clearly they're not going to approve of Perrin, but it doesn't matter. uh, Fayil's not going to care. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Maybe you might meet her parents one day. Do you think you'll meet her parents? Eh, See, I don't care about her enough to want to. So hopefully not. Okay. Fael suggests Perrin drink some liquid, and then as he does, he realizes taste is off. Hey, you put in that medicine Isla left. And then she just forces it down his throat. So, and I just said, good grief, another stupid love scene of them fighting. I don't know. I think it's stupid. But it does the trick, and Perrin falls asleep with Fael calling him, my wolf king. Sleep, my wolf king. Sleep. All right, well, that was a fun chapter. Is there anything you want to touch on? Is like... We explained a lot as we went. Yeah? 
No, I, we did. Yeah, I don't think there's anything more I would expand upon. I just, I want to quickly, just very quickly, and please read in to what I'm saying. Circle back on one of the first things that said in that very first chapter about the fact that Luke, Luke's smell was Yeah, I inhuman. missed that, apparently. Yeah, I, I have said it since the beginning. I don't trust him. I know I've read this before. <laughs> no, if you ask me right now, why don't you trust him? I'll be like, isn't he bad? Um, I don't know. I can't remember if there is a why or if this is all in my head. But that that's one of those things where I'm like, trust Perrin's nose. It has not lied. When has his it nose lie. lied? Nope. And it doesn't mean that's definitive of why. Um, why I would say don't trust him other than if he doesn't smell human, something is wrong. Yep. That's all I can say is the why. No, I hear you. I couldn't tell you like, oh, because obviously more death is in him. And I'm thinking... You know, is he dark friend or is he forsaken friend? I don't know. But I feel like he is. He's something? He's something. He's something something bad. Or on his way to bad. But it feels like if Perrin's nose said that, I'm like, he's something bad. It's no longer a he's on his way to becoming a bad person. All right. I don't know. Maybe I missed other stuff. No. No. No, I I think we're... we're, we're, And I agree with... Like, these chapters, I think I was really liking Perrin just because I was like, he's really using his head... Thinking critically, um, there yeah, there was an oopsies in the forest, but it was the first time that Aiel were wrong, too. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you put it all together later. Like, what Trollocs walk in a straight line so conveniently on the edge of the woods? <sighs> Who would think about that? They're lazy. But he also thinks about how Luke heard the information that was given to him. And leaves. Left, and then the Trollocs changed course. He that does is, think about that. That is true. So and and that would be the indication of why are Trollocs attacking a day after Lord Luke visits, or you know an hour after Lord Luke vanishes. Yeah, which is a shame. So so yes, Lord Luke is in cahoots. It does seem likely he's in cahoots with Trollocs. So does yeah. that make him dark friend? Oh, maybe he's murder all bait. Maybe it's about him being controlled by a murder all. <gasps> maybe, mm. maybe, or maybe he's compulsed by Forsaken. Yeah. It seems like there's something going on. I'm not sure a dark friend has smelled, though. That's why I'm like, I'm not sure he'd be dark friend. I'm not sure any of them have smelled. Well, Perrin smelled uh, Pat and Fane. But Pat and Fane is beyond dark friend. Yeah. He's more death now. Yeah, he's pretty much pure evil. All right, moving right on into chapter 42. A missing leaf. Oh, okay. Perrin wakes up. He's in wolf dream, really aware very quickly of the feel of the dream world. He stands in the Tuathlon camp without a wound in his side, and he notes the wagons hardly seem real, thinking how, well, yeah, the Tuathlon do not stay in one place long, and they even seem to flicker out as he thinks that, so they're not even real in his dream. He notes he has his axe at his side. He's just... He notes that he has his hammer. Oh. At his side. And, and he wants the axe. Yeah. And so he's like, no, I want the axe. And so it starts to change back into his axe. And then it starts changing back into his hammer. And he has to really, really concentrate in order to get it to the axe. And he notes that he used to want the hammer. But now yes. he needs the axe. So he and drops... it's weird that 
Teleriad was resisting him changing it to the axe because he's noticed that he's getting a lot better at just changing things, right? Yes. So the fact that it resisted... We get that throughout this dream scene. He's getting better at this. Not perfect, but better. So he's trotting around dream world for a while just trying to figure out what's going on and thinking, oh, the meds Fayil gave me are going to keep me knocked out for a while. And just also reflecting, she's basically a queen's cousin. So he's thinking Fayil yeah. still. Then he spies ravens flock in the air from above the mountains of mist. And that's where he first saw Slayer. And so he chooses to chase, of course. Wants to see what's going on. And Perrin actually arrives to the way gate. And it's a very interesting scene because he sees the leaf of a Vendasaur outside of it and then connects there's only one leaf on the outside. So it must be open, correct? Or was it opening? So there's only one and and then he looks at it again and it's open. So when yeah, he first saw yeah. it, it was closed. So it's doing that Teleron Riyadh thing. And and of course we know Loyal had left two on the outside so yep. people couldn't get out. So So he looks back and now the way gate is wide open. He goes closer and he can tell... The other leaf is inside, only to realize the gate is swinging shut again. And I think what he's assuming is it's related to the real world and someone has come in or out in so, the real world. So he's like sitting there like, I wonder who or what is basically walking through me right now. Yeah, which I thought was, that was really interesting that he's comparing whatever's going in Teleronrad isn't just a dream in the sense of, no... The place where I'm at, people are still here, and I'm the ghost. You know, I'm the one they can't see. Yeah. I don't, I've never thought of it that way before until he just observed that. Like, I had a moment of, like, oh. Yeah. So when he sees a door open and tell Ronriad it's opening in... In the real world. Yeah. yeah. So... And I don't think that that is the same way that Egwene experiences things. Right. I feel I like they're either. they're experiencing... They're both in Teleron Riyadh. But their individual powers are different. Correct. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. And they even might be indifferent, like, because he's a wolf, really. So he's approaching it totally differently anyway. It's almost maybe he's a different level of Teleron yeah. I don't no. know. Oh, possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So he just has a sense he's being watched and immediately jumps to the side, only for an arrow to pass right through where he was. Um, so Perrin starts leaping, doing the whole distance jumping thing through yeah. Teleron Riyadh. Attempting, actually, to return to where he originally was in order to spy on the shooter. And he manages to do this. It's clearly Slayer from the previous wolf dreams. And when he comes up from behind, he spies a man in borderland clothes with Lan's features. Only long hair, not shaven in a top knot. But hey, Lan is last of the Malkiari, right? No living kin, right? Yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Remember Isan? Yes. I'm telling you. Okay. And this is what uh, uh, our buddy Nynaeve saw, right? Yes. Someone who looked like Lan and yes. was shooting at me. So do you think that... <sighs> definitely Isan. Ni- ni- but Nynaeve definitely saw Slayer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Without you a think... doubt, because she was in Emmons Field when that part happened. And you think Slayer is Isan? I do. Okay. He has to show up somewhere. And he smells like a man. But emotionless. And Perrin, it, it, his smell tickles his memory, but he can't place it right at that moment. Ooh. And that's... Okay, anyways. That's important, but I well, can't remember Well, that's why. why I wanted to highlight the inhuman smell of Luke. Oh. I'm just... 
I know, and I, I very. I, I have gone back and forth of is Lord Luke Slayer a lot, but it seemed like he wasn't. And why did I say he couldn't be? Well, they definitely don't look the same. They're definitely they're definitely two different people. Right. But, but is I, there I a remember... way that Luke could be a different person in I'm the sure. dream world? Yeah. Or Isim could be a different look in the real world. That would make sense because I know earlier I was doing that. Like, isn't Lord Luke? Or in my head, maybe I never said it. Oh, whatever. We have gotten a Luke reference from somewhere Oh, I else. know what it was. Fael was certain he was a hunter. There's something Fael said that made me think, oh, okay. I, I thought, for some reason I thought he and Fael knew each other. No. Oh. No, no I, I do not believe that we've gotten any hint that they knew each other. Okay. Okay. Anyway, Perrin is like, eh, better shoot him. Except Isim, or excuse me, Slayer, <laughs> jumps out of the way. Kind of the same thing. He figured out someone was there. So, of course, there's a big chase where they do that leap thing, chasing after. And eventually Perrin hears Slayer's voice call him out and chat. Just like, a neat trick. Golden eyes. Locking the way gate. Alright, so first of all, I love, I, I love how, like, you can create, like, a little Discord channel. In Talon and Riyadh, where you can voice chat with each other. Okay. Is that's what that's what Luke's doing right now. Oh okay. Oh, come on, that was funny. I just... Oh, <laughs> I I don't do Discord enough to know. I know. Anyways, so he says, if you knew how many of the shadow rot died trying to get out of the way, out of the ways there, it would lift your heart. <laughs> Martin Shen feasted at the gate. Golden eyes, but not a good enough trick. You saw. The gate is open now. There, off to the right, parents slipped through the trees as silently as he had when he had hunted here. There was only a few hundred to begin, Golden Eyes, just enough to keep those fool white cloaks off balance and see that renegade see that the renegade died. The shadow consumes me if that man does not have more luck than the White Tower. But you, Golden Eyes, your presence was a surprise. There are those who want your head on a pike. Your precious two rivers will be harrowed from end to end. Now, to root you out. What do you say to that, Golden Eyes? And I just have to quickly ask you, who is he talking about when he's talking about that renegade? Um, my mind wandered. What was the renegade like? <laughs> no, I do it all the time. Um, it was only a few hundred to begin, Golden Eyes, just enough to keep those fool white cloaks off balance and see that that renegade died. The shadow consume me if that man does not have more luck than the White Tower. Oh, it's a very quick. It's it's Fane, isn't it? Okay. Or I guess that's what I thought. If yeah, I'm thinking I mean, correctly, he's when he was saying, "How does this guy keep having more luck?" Well, Pat and Fane is pure evil. Yeah, yeah. I I I wanted I wanted to know if you'd gotten there. I, yeah. I think there's a safe bet that it's it's Pat and Fane because he is Slayer with the white cloaks, right? Bothered by him. Yep. Huh. So it seems like the Dark Lord. I mean, I, I would guess that the Dark Lord or a Forsaken sent Slayer to take care of Pat and Fane. Interesting. And Pat and Fane keeps slipping his yeah. wormy little self out of his grasp. And so he expected like a quick little like, you know, 
a, a quick little journey, and then parents showed up, and he was like, "Well, fuck! Now I have to actually work." <laughs> Although Pat and Fane had slipped his, you know, had had been elusive. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. But it makes sense because the Forsaken plot, right? We do know that from Lanfear. Um. And I had a small note that I was guessing Slayer was the one who reopened the gate. Was he the one who managed the ways? and Or he would have been outside. Would it have been him who would have reopened it and then put the leaf If back? he could do it in the real world. Yes. Which it, it, it seems like he can be in the real world. I've, I've never denied that. I just never put two and two. Unless I have and just forgot about it because I thought Lord Luke had already been justified as not Slayer. For some reason, I thought there was a justification that Lord Luke couldn't be Slayer. And now I'm back to like, of course you, he is. I think you might have made a comment that convinced you that he oh, wasn't. Oh, and you let me convince myself. I mean, I'm here to guide you anyway. on your journey. You need, you need to figure this shit out yourself, right? Yeah. My point being, I'm just trying to say, it was a moment of, should we be upset Loyal didn't completely destroy the gate? But I said, I don't think so. Because I do believe it'll still have importance for the light eventually. So, just an FYI. Well, I did think about it. I was like, well, y'all had a chance to destroy it. But I think it's going to have a greater purpose still. Okay. So. That's that's fair. But anyway, Perrin is just like, wait, why is he still talking to me? This is a trap trying to get me to a specific spot. So Perrin wills himself out of dreamland. Only he realizes, ah, shit, the medicine is keeping me asleep. But then the next dream is pretty much a normal dream, and Fael meets with him, and it's, it's a normal sex dream. It's 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 a good dream. It's a good, it's a good dream. It's a wet dream. So next morning, Perrin wakes up and tells Fael the way gate is open, and she just resolutely focuses. No, nope, we're gonna get to Emmons Field and get you the help you need. And then Ivan just is states, oh, so there will be more Trollocs. And they go outside, the lads appear happier, chatting with the girls, chatting about how they did dancing with married and unmarried women. Yeah. And Perrin growls, because he's just, he's on, you know, he's on one focus. We gotta deal with the way gate. He's like, yeah, I've seen the dances before, and here Fael does her typical, oh, oh, I can do the Cesara to challenge any Taganza. But immediately she's embarrassed she even said that. Well, because uh, and Isla. Isla is yeah. super shocked as well. Yeah. And I was guessing... Well, I'm thinking the Taganza must be a belly dance, but the Sansa might be more of like a strip tease or a I, lap dance. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's exactly what it is. I think <laughs> I think the Taganza is a is a belly dance because he talks about how it's like a uh, hip thrusting mm-hmm. dance. Yeah. Where I'm guessing the Cesara is probably just right up Cesar. on your like right right up right up on your lap. You know, Physical. booty right in your face. You know what what. There is no Taganza in the champagne room. But no, there Taganza is in the champagne room. The Cesara. Oh, okay. I'm just saying. That brings me back to eighth grade. I know, right? God, don't tell me you were in eighth grade when that song came out. I was a senior in high school. No, I had graduated high school. Yeah, you were out. It might have come out before then. It just brings me back to when my friends were obsessed with No, that. no, I had graduated high school when that came out. Because I came out in 2000. It was to the class of 2000. Yeah. And I graduated in 97. So I was, I was way bad. Fuck, I'm old. Okay, anyways. Parent gives up to Rain and just begs him, you gotta return with us to the village. And Rain is, huh, strange what pull you have on me. But, and he, and, and he then, actually considers it. Yeah, yeah, because he's considering it. But then Rain talks to his people. 
hey, Perrin wants us to go to Emmons Field. And they just appear immediately shocked. They, they're hiding their children. And yep. this is where Rain insists, the safest thing we can do is keep moving. And just stay in our wagons. Yeah. And like, so... Going to a village is bad bueno. Farewell scene. The boys get long hugs, except for Perrin, because Fayo's protecting him from anyone touching him. And he has a wound, but I thought it was more than that. I was like, no. She just... Oh, yeah. Pretty well, he knows it, too. She's hugging all the... Pretty young Tinker yeah. boys, but she's not letting any of the pretty young Tinker girls hug her. But Will Alcine and Daniel Lewin and his nose <laughs> are kissing all the girls. Yeah, it's funny. I just, I, I love that he's just like, I think like two or three times, like, and Will stole some more kisses, and so did Daniel and his nose. <laughs> Because Daniel, was his nose, was it the cold? Is that why they were making fun of it? Or was it injured? I, I was guessing it was just a big nose. Okay. As somebody who has a big a nose, I just assumed he has, Maybe, 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 maybe. But I'm pretty okay. sure he has a big nose. That's funny. Uh, then formal goodbyes between Rain and Perrin, yeah. right? And they yep. begin, the boys and Perrin begin the return to Emmonsfield. And I have to say, the memory of Perrin to be able to remember the ritual that he saw Elias perform once, once both being received by the Tinkers and leaving is like, really, does anybody have that good of memory? I mean, maybe maybe back in the day before, like, the ADHD, uh, you know... I would say, world though... world of social he's, media... He's an internal processor. Yeah. He was probably thinking on that all yeah. night when he yeah. wasn't... You you're know, right. Originally thinking of Aguin and Sabine. he probably memorized it. Yeah, you're 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 probably right. He probably just sat and there this, and thought about it over and over again. They don't have books, so they are people of probably more oral tradition. Yeah. So I mean that he might have a keen memory for it. Um, I would say it's possible. No, I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't be able to do it myself. No, yeah. No. All right. Gaul joins Perrin, who asks. Perrin asks Gaul. Oh, so did you enjoy the game? The Maiden's Kiss game? And Gaul pretty much stumbles. Stumbles. And, and Gaul just, doesn't stumble. That's funny. Yeah. And um, yes, where do you hear about this game? Yeah. It's like, Chiad, why? He's like, that woman is Golsheen. And we remember that Gaul is Tardad, as well as, as Bane. And Tardad and Golsheen had a blood feud. Mm-hmm. But it's past now and a lot of it has to do with the fact that Bane and Chiad became four sisters That's right. like they kind of helped mend that um, that blood feud but they still don't like each other right Right. so he's like nah that girl's Goshin fuck her I hate her fucking bitch there's a cutesy little exchange between Farron and Fail. I don't know if you wanted to read any of it anyways so yeah so they're talking about the, he, he says something about you promised to dance the Sasara for me. Is it anything close to the Daganza? I mean, there is no point otherwise. You muscle-brained oaf! Men have thrown their hearts and fortunes at the feet of women who dance the Sasara. If mother suspected I knew it, her teeth clicked shut as though she had said mm-hmm. too much and her head whipped back and f- to face forward. Scarlet mortification covered her from her dark hair down to the neck of her dress. Then there isn't any reason for you to dance it, he said quietly. My heart and fortune, such as they are, 
already lie at your feet. And that is sweet. I thought that one. See, that's that, sweeter. He he got that, her all riled up, and then she is just. You know what? It's about time. Perrin leaned into his romantic self yeah, and yeah. stopped re- like trying to protect Fael and resist Fael's affections and just really lean in. And he has been. He has been over the past couple Perrin chapters that we've had. It kind Although, of started with the. It, it, yeah. it started with the with the, um, you know the the realization that his that his family had passed away. Right. Yeah. Like I really feel like their relationship changed drastically once that happened. That revelation happened. So I think it's funny though. Where did she learn the Sagans or whatever? The Sasara? I mean, it sounds like she was kind of she a rebellious went to a kid. Strip club. I'm guessing she was a rebellious kid. She probably befriended, she probably snuck out at night and befriended oh, some yeah. strippers. In or Sarnia. watched her brothers with some strippers. Or, yeah, or. She'd be yeah, that kid. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. Her she, older she brothers before out. they died. I mean, she's. She's the cousin of the queen, the daughter of the general Saldea, of all of Saldea. I'm sure that she went slumming, and I'm sure when she went slumming, the, the, you know, people in the slums were like, oh yeah, let's corrupt this high-born lady, right? Yeah. I mean, that shit happens today. Why wouldn't it happen in, a in, fantasy in world? fantasy world, okay. in the fantasy Middle Ages, Middle Earth, uh, Randland. So the lads and even Ivong sing a tune on the journey back, coming home from Tarlin's Gap. And they continue passing by abandoned farms, as to be expected by the words Perrin has been encouraging. Um, so I kind of fast forwarded. Basically, they get to town and realize the woods are cut back 500 feet yep. than normal. Yep. Town is super crowded. There's extra livestock, extra people, and a full-on battle fence around the village along with six catapults. Right? It's that spiky fence. That yeah. Probably some of the trees being used. But the trees were probably removed for sight, right? We want yeah. to see who's coming. And he notices these things that are made out of like a lot of yeah. wood and timber and, and coiled ropes and... And Ivan's like, catapults. Catapults. And he's straight up like, we, you know, yeah. we told your, uh, you know, your villagers what to do, and they quickly put it together. And Fael's really super easy. impressed. She's like, yeah. yep, these are hardcore folks, these Manetherin blood. And Perrin starts hearing whispers of, Perrin, golden eyes. And he groans. But I'm like, no, it's cool, Perrin. You're a legend. She does say something that I. RJ didn't hone in on at all, but I did. She says, this is a very hard people for such a soft land. But in the first book, we got so much exposition about how hard of a land this was to, to hoe and, and, and sow, right? Like, like, like to get, to get plants to grow, um... And uh, so I thought it was interesting that she said such a hard people for a soft land, which makes me think that where she comes from is an even harder land, right? Even yeah. harsher conditions. Maybe. And I mean, I think of farms around here. There's plenty of farms that have a lot of rocks and it's, it's just how yeah. the earth moves. And this is, but even that land is technically very fertile compared to, I don't know, probably there's places. No. Other where, other where's. 
So yeah, that's believable. Soldia must not be for farming. Um, but back to Perrin Golden Eyes, he even sees Sen Bui lifting up a boy in order to for the boy to see Perrin, and this just confirms to Perrin, yeah, the whole world's gone batshit. Sen yeah. Bui is Sen- encouraging people to look at me. Wasn't yep. he just about to hang me? Yep. Five days ago. Yep. So in the middle of town, the green has a white banner raised with a red wolf's head on it. <laughs> and Varen is greeting them and she says, well, people need a symbol. Yeah. And yeah. obviously, and obviously, like, guys, like Perrin's a wolf. Now, do all of them know it? Some might. Uh, no, no, I don't think of any them. of them okay. know. I don't think so any of them know. But I do think... I do think that Varen and Alana encouraged that. Yes, I'd agree. Yes. Because um, that's a good one. Plus, Trollocs don't like wolves, so there you go. Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And apparently Slayer, who's killed them. We, we do know that Varen has a suspicion about Perrin because of her journeys with him in the Great Hunt. I think she knows. I wouldn't call it suspicion. She's, she's, she's right. Yeah, yeah, she's right there. She's right there, definitely. Okay. So Varen takes a moment to inspect his wound and admits they're no longer hiding their Isodinus. Um, basically, it's time for everyone to know who we are. Yeah. And then she looks sharply at Perrin to say, I could have left you guys. <laughs> and then he admits, yeah, I guess it's better you folks stayed. So it's in, whenever Varen turns and looks sharp, it means it, it, it's special. She's right? focusing, right? Yeah. She's getting past her ADHD or whatever, or her or, or her or her focus on something else, right? Well, or her. I think she puts on an air, not an, a bad air. I think she puts on a fake aloofness, and yeah. when she's sharp, it is you are fucking listening to me now. Yeah. Because this is truth. Um. So anyway, just to note, she, when Perrin's like, "Why would you admit who you are?" She's like, "You wanted us to leave." No. So Varen sends a girl to fetch Day's Conger. Remember, she's the new wise woman. Yeah. And ignores Perrin's question about why on earth Varen is here, or why on earth the Aes Sedai are here. I think it was for both of them. And she simply assures Perrin that Alana will take care of him. And he finds there could be two meanings to that. Yeah. Is Alana yellow? She's no, green. No, no. Alana's green. Okay. Alana's green. She yeah, had two orders. One of them got killed. Yeah, I don't know. That's two meanings. But that's how it ends. They're back. And town is ready for war. And the Aes Sedai have come out of the closet. Yep. Yep. And, and things are moving. Things are moving in the two rivers. Things are moving in Emmons Field. There are people, uh, you know, from the south that's like on the way towards Devon Ride. There are people from the north. Like two rivers is becoming. It's branching out very quickly. Yep. It's kind of becoming the cent. The sorry, Emmons Ooh. Field is kind of becoming the center of the two rivers. The new very, county very seat. quickly. Uh huh. Kind kind of looking at it like that. Yeah. I love it. And uh, the next three chapters are another three uh, parent chapters. They're also relatively short. We should be able to move through them at the same pace that we moved through these ones right. today. Um, next week, uh, they're, I, I've already gone ahead and started listening to them as well to get ahead. But uh, uh, they're a lot of fun. And with that, I think we need to move on into... Fuck, Mary kill. Fuck, Mary kill. All right. I'm actually going to fuck Ivan. I saw that. Or not. He I was surprised. saved the day, and I love that he joined in the singing. There was 
that's where the only moment I saw him not have airs around the lads. Like, he didn't really with Perrin. Perrin, he was intent on, Alana sent me to fetch you, here to help. But the lads, it was more of a disregard. So that's why, anyway, I like him. Have I showed you who's playing Ivan? No. He's already cast. I will. Okay. You want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. Mary, I'll give it to Perrin, actually, because he was really using his critical thinking skills, doing the best he could, had to have that come-to-Jesus moment of, I failed as a leader, but so be it, um, and kill Lord Luke, because he sucks. Wait, I'm sorry, who did you marry? Perrin. I switched it. Okay. You're, he's reading just for I'm you. I'm reading what you said, and you said lovely grandma. I was like, is lovely grandma your new nickname it. for parent? I love that she started to bother me because I'm like, you're a little bit too okay. conservative with that whole league thing. Uh, Perrin. Okay, And cool. Kill is Lord Luke because I really think he sucks. And now we're back to the theory that he is Slayer, which I think I knew the first read through, and then I talked myself out of it the second. I mean, you know, I mean, there's that, no confirmation at this I point. I'm just saying. I do like, not remember. And there's another player that it's been bothering me. I can't remember, but I think you gave me a hint for the other one. So we'll okay. find out. <laughs> All right. So before I do my fuck, Mary kill, I'm just going to show you a picture of the guy who's playing Ivan real fast. That'll work. <laughs> he's too friendly in this picture. I hope okay. he's much more arrogant. How's that? That'll work. Is that? No, that one's best. I don't, yeah. No, you can't see it? No. I'm seeing someone much more... Emmanuel Imani. I need to see him with, like, more an arrogant face. And uh, obviously, he's not going to do that for celebrity face. Yeah, well, exactly, right. <laughs> I, I, I think he's going to kill it. I think he's going to kill it. I mean, look at that picture. Yeah, that one was the one I said he would. Okay. Okay. All right. Sorry, you guys. We're, we're, we're showing photos. Um, all right. For my fuck. I am going to fuck Kenley Anon because he doesn't know, but he's about to have his head put into the middle of a tree. Yeah, it was a beautiful scene, actually. His body wasn't... Well, he was... It, <laughs> it, it, it actually... I kind of remember the very first time I ever read it, Kenley was kind of being set up as, like, Perrin's main general. Oh. And then he got killed. Was Kenley... Kenley wasn't the one who approached him in the woods, was he? No, that was Daniel. Okay. But then Kenley, it, it was like Daniel and Kenley were being set up as like two of his, two, not Ness, but, but, but Kenley was being set up as, as a big player. And, and then he was just killed. Lord Luke was convincing Kenley and Kenley ended up going with Perrin, not Lord Luke. Well, hmm. Hmm. Suspicious? <laughs> um, I will... Uh, you know what? I'm marrying Fayo this oh. time. Uh, I she she uh, for the same reason that you married Perrin, I think I'm marrying Fayo. She's realizing that that communication is better than this weird game playing, yeah. right? It's a really and game and uh, and I appreciate that they have gotten to a point where they can actually communicate. Now, I'm not sure if they're going to fall back into this weird fucking gameplay, but I appreciate that right now, Perrin and Fayo are communicating in a healthy way. Yes. So I will go ahead and marry Fayo. Kill. And, and, okay. 
I will probably never do this again, and I didn't actually expect myself to do this today, but I'm going to go ahead and kill Gaul. No. And, and I'm going to tell you why. And I think that this was a fault in um, RJ's writing. I don't think that Gaul or the Maidens would have allowed that ambush to happen because they would have been back out. They would have noticed the change. Yeah, and if they right, didn't, they, they then they should be punished because they are the scouters. Yeah. They are the ones. So if they, if, if they, uh, and like I said, I think it's a fault in RJ's writing. He, that, that was, that was yeah. a hole. He fucked up because yeah, they, were they would hours. not have, they wouldn't have allowed that to happen. Like Gaul and the maidens would not have allowed that to happen. They would have noticed the change in, in course. And, uh, or at least Gaul would have. I, I believe the maidens would have as well. Um, yeah, I would just say, I would say you're correct about the Aiel. They so, wouldn't have just been waiting the entire So do you know what? I'm actually going to change my kill. Well, go for it. I'm not going to kill Gaul. Fine. I'm going to kill Robert Jordan. <gasps> for, for fucking that up. Because they wouldn't have made, that was an error in his writing. They would not have made that mistake. They so, wouldn't have. The Aiel would not have made that mistake. That yeah, I support what you're saying. Sorry, Robert. So so I will go ahead. And, so we can say that you know technically it's Gaul, but really I'm killing Robert Jordan because that that was a miswrite. He that that was a mistake on his part, and I don't think that he made a lot of mistakes. And he wrote like a fifteen book or a fourteen book epic series with a prologue. Um, and I he was a beautiful human being, and I wish he was still alive and still creating literature because he was a great author. Um, but he fucked up. Like that was, that was, that was a miswrite. Yeah. Gaul, Bane and Chayad would not have allowed that, to, that, that ambush to happen. That's true. So anyways, with that horrible choice on my part, everyone be excellent to each other and party on dudes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Glee Man's Apprentice. The Glee Man's Apprentice is available on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Breaker, and Radio Public. Our theme song is written by Twitch Avery and performed by Andrew Bard of Time.